0: Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark.
1: And I'm Kelly Shaber,
0: And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, VR for your head. I thought VR caused pain. No?
1: Yeah, I thought it did too. But uh, maybe we just don't have it dialed in right.
0: Yeah, perhaps the straps are too tight. Mm. Yeah, so Kelly came across an article about VR headsets being used as pain treatment for at least in the article some pretty painful procedures.
1: Yeah, in the article, I mean that that surprised me a little bit because I could maybe see this as part of a part of a treatment strategy for someone with chronic pain, as kind of a you know it's a thing that distracts you and calms you and and you know, the mental state you're in affects how you feel pain greatly. So I could kind of see it for that, but they're talking about um, like emergency room procedures, like 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 setting some guy's dislocated shoulder or things like that. And um, I'm just surprised it is that distracting, <laughs> I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's in the article, they suggest that there's some evidence that leads people to conclude that it might not just be distracting them, but rewiring the way your sort of neurochemistry experiences pain like it Mm -hmm. actually might do some rewiring in there. Yeah. You know, for better or worse, I suppose in this situation it's for better, but presumably it's doing that sort of rewiring all the time. Mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm. And the brain is the, the brain is pretty cool about being able to rewire itself for, for various things. And it's pretty, pretty elastic and flexible like that. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen some of that kind of firsthand over the last several months. Um, Um, yeah, just, just with my, with my dad and recovering from his stroke.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised that it can do that. I just, I would not have thought of VR as the tool for that, but if you look at it as part of a larger sort of, you know, from a, from a a sort of like behavioral therapy approach and that sort of thing, yeah, I guess it makes sense. They're, they're talking about, um, like a uh, exposure and conditioning therapy, I think is what they called it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, in one of the articles, a doctor makes a point that it's you know it's like VR isn't the therapy; it's like what happens in the VR. So like sort of right. the programming in the sense of like what's on the headset, what like what's on TV programming, you know, like and in that some things might work better than others. Presumably, some things do work better than others. Like you wouldn't want Five Nights at Freddy on there while someone was <laughs> right setting your
1: so- setting your shoulder, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. That's the last thing you'd want. But it's certainly, I mean, you can imagine that that being in a tense, stressful horror type of VR game would would make the pain way worse. Yeah, oh, imagine imagine if it like corresponded to what was being done to you. Right. So Ugh, it, I suppose yeah, no it bang. stands to reason that you could, <laughs> you could go the other way with it. Yeah. You could go the other way. That would be hideous. That'd be so much worse.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would, I don't know if it would help ease the pain or if it would ruin those other pleasant experiences for me. Like if I have this VR of this nice, relax, relaxing beach scene while someone's setting my dislocated shoulder, <laughs> is that going to make my shoulder hurtless or is it going to put me off of beaches? <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, do you like, end up with this uh, Pavlovian response to
1: palm trees?
0: Palm trees. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, like like no. can like can it work both ways?
0: <laughs> right. You go on vacation, and all of a sudden, all of your aches and pains come back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You want to be careful to. Careful to not use some sort of trigger scene, I suppose.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess you do. I mean, uh, maybe maybe opt for something more abstract. I used to have this PC game back in the 90s. It was called Endorphin, you know, like E-N-D-O-R-F-U-N. Mm-hmm. And it was just, a, it was this puzzle game where basically you were rotating this cube to try and fill in this puzzle. And it was very calm and relaxing and soothing colors and soft music. And every now and then this, this relaxing voice would say things like, you are worthy. Life is good. <laughs> the world is beautiful, <laughs> and I'm just picturing that in in like a virtual space
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah, like Stuart Smalley on your face, right, gosh, darn it, you're worth it, so this is like triggering all sorts of all sorts of related thoughts to me. I'm kind of like trying to I'm trying to like take past experience and and apply it to this new mm-hmm. new sort of development a new application of this breakthrough technology. And a lot of things come to mind. The first one is uh, is that I've gone to physical therapy on two occasions, uh, once for each shoulder, and okay. and I was having um, what I would characterize as severe pain. In especially on one instance, uh, my shoulder was really bad. I couldn't uh, I couldn't sleep like, like like that was it was pretty bad, you know. Like after a couple of nights of not being able to sleep, I was like, okay going to have to go to the doctor. (laughs) This is not going away. And, you know, it was from like a skiing injury. And so I I knew what caused it, but uh, for some reason, you know, years later, it really flared up with a vengeance. And I went to physical therapy and, and the, the doctor, therapist, I'm not sure, I'm Mm -hmm. not sure what the right term is. Let's say therapist, you know, they put you in these sort of contortions that are truly like like blackout, painful. Yeah, and you know they warm you up. You you know sort of get the blood flowing. You do some exercise type stuff on these sort of stationary machines, and then they're like, okay, we're gonna measure your flexibility, and they have all sorts of wacky, you know, like gigantic body protractors, and you know all these <laughs> right. all these things, and they're like, okay, so here's your current range of flexibility. We need to increase this back to normal levels. In in fact, the doctor when I was first uh, being uh, uh investigated what's the word <laughs> diagnosed evaluated evaluated yeah there, he was like uh he's like okay use like go like this with your arm go like this go like this go like this he's like okay now reach out and reach your arm behind you and he's like go ahead reach your arm behind you and i'm like i am <laughs> he's <laughs> like that's as far as you can move it i was like seriously this kills yeah and it's you know barely breaking the plane like if you imagine trying to reach behind you to like i don't know grab something it was i could barely get it past my my buns. yeah. So I, you know, so this, I, this killed. And so, uh, the guy would warm you up and he would make you do these things that were the exact thing that hurt the most. Yes. And, you know, and, and, but lots and lots of explanation, tons of explanation, like speaking to my rational brain saying, you know, like this is going to hurt. It's supposed to hurt. It's not damaging. It's it.
1: damaging yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and the reassurance that, you know, there's a certain level of trust. Like we're in a place that clearly tons of other people with way worse situations than me, uh, you know, they they were clearly experts in a controlled environment and Mm -hmm. that in addition to reassurances that we're this, this is not this pain that you're feeling is not it getting worse. This is something you need to go through for it to get better. Yeah. And that believing that that was true, dramatically increased my tolerance for it right. Like to the point where you could pretty much like pump it out yeah you i could pretty much just get through it no matter what and really push myself you know and the mm-hmm. same kind of thing happens at karate The uh, same sort of situation arises at karate when i'm not sure we do all these arm bars and locks and stuff and it just mm-hmm. over and over and over to practice them and when you're the one getting practiced on you're you know you know, day after day after day and you're, you know, pushing 50, you know, like my, my right elbow and wrist are just a mess. And the question in my mind is that you can't be good. Like this isn't like physical therapy. This is bad pain. Like this is not,
1: this is someone trying to break you pain. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's not fixing anything. It's, pr- it's gotta be some kind of damage. So I'm, I'm highly attuned to whether or not it's getting better or worse and that sort of thing. But if, um, you know, I, I believe strongly that if someone could convince me that it was actually good for me, it wouldn't bother me in the least. Yeah. It, it's not like, it, the thing that bothers me is the fear that it will just keep getting worse or become uh, result a result. thing, yeah. the chronic, the pain, Not I'm not so worried about the pain as much as that it would result in a loss of mobility. Right. So I can, you know, knock on wood, I can put up with a lot if I know that it's not if it's just a warning and not actual damage, it's just sort of like a false positive. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, I'm not saying I'm tough. I'm just saying there's a difference between It's a big difference for me. I can put up with a lot more if I know it's a false positive. So, okay. So to tie that all back, it's like, what if the VR, I don't want to say tricks, but what if it just, what if it associates that sense of calm that I get from the, or not even associates, it creates a sense of calm associated with me believing that I'm not hurting myself. You know, like that. The right. Belief, like
1: if it gives you that reassurance. Right.
0: If it, if it gives you that feeling of safety, the right word, or it pulls away the fear, I guess is what it is. A fear that this is going to be some, you know, the beginning of the end of my right. shoulder or something, Right. <laughs> you know, you're in an emergency room, they're prof- you're surrounded by professionals who are Going to do what needs to be done,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and here's a sense of well being that we're going to inject into your medulla yeah. oblongata while we do what we need to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tickle your amygdala. <laughs>
0: hey
1: now, and, uh, hey now, <laughs> sorry, keep this keep this G rated.
0: <laughs> I'm impressed you got that in the first try. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> I couldn't even begin to say that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been? under general anesthesia I'm guessing yes.
1: Uh, yeah, many times. Yeah.
0: I don't I never have. So okay. what are the my understanding is that that is got a lot of of side effects and it's is that the case or is it's, it It's
1: it's um they've got it fine-tuned to such a point now that I don't think the side effects are are really bad and they're they're actually a couple of if you if you're ever going under general anesthesia, don't read the Wikipedia article on general anesthesia. <laughs> there are different stages and phases of it that are – some are significantly more dangerous than others in terms of when you're going under and, and, and coming out. Mm-hmm. And they basically use drugs to just rush you through those stages as quickly as possible to lower the odds of something bad happening. Um,
2: huh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's wild. It's It's certainly an interesting read. That you should do sometime, but yeah. not if you're about to go under the knife. Right. Um, but I mean, it's hard to say what side effects there are of it, having been through it because you don't really remember them. Um, the The waking up process takes a while, and I like, got oh, you know I would I would say things and then I would forget them, forget that I said it. And mm. and I think I think um, you know like the last time I was under for eye surgery, uh, and after it was all done. I think I spent like a half an hour asking Richard what time it was before I finally woke up enough to remember that, Oh, I had asked that question before. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm, I've been under general anesthesia, like four times now, Mm. maybe.
0: Okay. Well you, so you, uh, the risk is different. The sort of downside of it is, is different than what I thought it was, but you sort of revealed a new one, which is that it's, Potentially kind of risky, maybe yeah. more than kind of risky.
1: Yeah, and it's, and I mean, it's obviously nowhere near risky now as it was when it was first developed years and years ago. But there's there's always going to be some risk, and it's it's kind of scary when they're they're putting you under, and and they're about to give you this injection and um and and put you to sleep because there's always that thought there that like you know, what if I don't wake up? Okay, or, bye. Right. Or, or what if I'm awake but I still feel everything that happens? Or you know. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And so something something to calm you down during that process and something to distract you while they just kinda of slip that into your arm would be good. Um Valium has always been that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah. Yeah, it's wild. And then and then I've also done just like the the twilight sleep a few times where it's they just give you like this this cocktail of, of I think fentanyl and brevitol and and then so it's one of those that as soon as they stop applying it to you, you're awake fifteen minutes in and aware of everything fifteen minutes later kind of thing. And they have to they have to be giving it to you continuously for you to stay in a sedated sort of state. Hmm. And that's that's different and wild because you do kind of have some awareness of what's going on around you. You just honestly do not care. <laughs> and that would Like I can, I could also see how a a VR could enhance that experience.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, even if you haven't experienced VR, dear listener, you've probably had the experience of like walking out of a movie theater and it being day and being like, whoa, I forgot. It just came
1: out of a movie that was like, took place at night.
0: Yeah. Even in the dark for two hours. Right. And you come out and you're like, whoa. And you just forget where you are, what time it is. Mm -hmm. You, You just sort of lose that temporal bookmark or yeah, this sometimes it can even happen to me with um with headphones the headphones is kind of like it's kind of like virtual reality for your ears mm-hmm. where it's you know you could be in a uh, it, it's different than just blocking out the sound around you it transports you to another environment mentally and i've only goofed around with like you know kitty vr basically i haven't mm-hmm. had one of these like serious headsets yet although it, it's i i Pretty much definitely have to get this oculus go yeah um but it's like you are gone like and you take that thing off your head and you are back and i've seen it like over and even with like just google cardboard with some demo apps on an android phone at a conference one time tw- two t- times i've given talks where i would pass it around when it's brand new i passed around people and you could just see from their body language that they disappeared. They left. Yeah. They are no longer aware of their surroundings in any way. They, the sort of, um, it's hard to put it any other way. They sort of adopt this uncool posture Mm -hmm. that that they stand in a way they would never stand if they knew people were looking at them. Um, they immediately lose. You sort of immediately lose all sense of Of, self-consciousness.
1: Yeah. And of where you are in the world, like you lose your sense of, of space, mm-hmm. there's a there's a word for it. Okay,
0: kind of lost you. There's a word for it.
1: Yeah, there's a word for it, but I don't remember what it is.
0: Tripping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what happens if you try and walk forward in your virtual world. <laughs> well, the yeah, princ- yeah, go ahead. I mean, I remember the the first time I experienced VR. It was it was just a little demo scene where like you were sitting at a desk and there were things in front of you on the desk and. I was. I'm sitting there. You get this heavy VR headset strapped to your head that you can feel, and you know it's there, and you know it's not rational and real. And and still, I hit it on for like less than 30 seconds before I was trying to reach out and pick up things on the desk.
0: Yeah, by accident. Yeah. 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 Your brain gets some piece of your you, the non conscious part of your brain gets tricked, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, yeah. Anyway, so I so it's it's wild to imagine these, I mean, I did not see this. I would never have guessed this use case in a million years, but it kind of makes sense. Like it could, mm-hmm. I could see it being sort of scientifically proven and used as a therapy in certain situations.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when I was a kid, um, my, my mom dealt with a, a lot of chronic pain and she would, she would see pain specialists and, and what have you. And one of the techniques, cause you know, you can't just keep piling on more and more drugs, There's right. no limit to how much you can safely take. So they have to, come up with with alternatives and one of the techniques that they wanted her to try was this this sort of self-hypnosis and they had this sort of kind of guided imagery that they walk you through and that you're supposed to like focus on and go through and like step yourself through this process and it's it's to provide that level of of distraction and, and i guess to some extent conditioning and um you know, I, I can't remember if it ended up working or with working or helping her in any way or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, you know, that, that was something that they were, they were doing and they were trying. And that was, that was back, you know, mid to late eighties.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's been a lot of news lately about, um, it's, it seems, I don't know if it's just where I'm like who I'm hanging around with, but meditation seems to be making a really big comeback. Mm-hmm. Which he was a big thing. I remember Transcendental Meditation in the seventies was a big fad. You know, I'm not saying it worked or didn't work. I really don't know a thing about it, but it was it was talked about in the news. And and, you know, like Tim Ferriss, he's always he's a big proponent and there, you know, there's like core applications come pre installed on iPhones. And in fact in fact, mobile devices are probably a great reason it could be a big reason why it seems to be enjoying a resurgence because like the ability to focus is just could couldn't be at a worse place you know society wise right so you can imagine that there are i don't think it's a stretch to say that focusing your mind in a particular way trying to control your mind to a certain extent focusing on something that is going to have benefits health benefits whether they're Mm -hmm. real or perceived what's the difference Yeah. And it kind of leads, it kind of leads into like, I wonder if VR is kind of like a forced meditation in a way it's almost, or like a injected
1: facilitator.
0: Yeah. Right. But like even more effective, it's just, just like put a meditation on. It's just like, boom, gone.
1: (laughs) Right. You, you have no choice but to get sucked into it because that's how your brain reacts.
0: Right. Oh, I'm sitting in a Parisian cafe and just chilling. Mm -hmm. I'm just chilling. You know I wonder how have you had any experience with time perception? like do you does time when you're in there, does it seem linear still? Like like when you come out of it, you're like, "Whoa, I'm still in my living
1: room." <laughs>
0: but do you lose but you do like not have any idea how much time
1: passed? Um I've never kept it on for that long. Mm-hmm. um i've I've never done it for more than like maybe ten or fifteen minutes at a time. Just because with my, my, my funky eyesight mm. and the and the weight of the helmet and my messed up that messed up vertebrae in my neck. Mm. It's it's just, you know, it's it's not comfortable for me to physically have it on that long. Right. Um you know, I might get an Oculus Go because it looks really Yeah. Really it's... um um appealing. And it's like something that you could just like sit in a chair and relax and, and wear and not have this big heavy headset with a bunch of wires trailing off of you. So
0: yeah it's i mean reportedly it's the most comfortable lightest one mm-hmm. yet so that uh, yeah we should totally get them
1: yeah yeah see i i, I tried to talk nate into getting us all the sets so, so we could do <laughs> virtual meetings but right I, th- I think he thought i was joking
0: i think nobody we we've had exactly i think exactly one video conference mm-hmm. and all like Lots of people were not a fan, so I, no. can't, I can't imagine. I guess we would all have avatars, though, right? It yeah, exactly. Be like,
1: if I could, if I can have an avatar by choosing, that would be great.
0: Yeah, as long as I don't have to clean up the laundry on the couch behind me, I'm good. Yeah. So I I can't I I can't like even begin to wrap this episode without mentioning something that seems like another, you know, maybe it'll go nowhere, but it seems like a trend that is coming up and kind of related to this, which okay. is that. um Michael Pollan, who I always think of as the slow food guy, just released a book called Changing Your Mind about new research that's being done with psilocybin and other hallucinogenics, which I guess are becoming destigmatized in certain places and can can be studied. Okay. And he went on, I think, a legal and maybe one, one legal and one illegal trip, like guided trip with uh sort of i think they actually call themselves shamans and you know did shrooms and it it, well yeah of course i mean i want to say of course he had a profound experience because that's what it does but um but there were lots of surprising outcomes so if you think of if you're like sort of an anti uh magic mushroom type of person you might sort of like dismiss this out of hand but It does have a lot of, it's not, I don't think it's clinically proven yet, but there are a lot of early, early clinical trials or studies that have been done recently in relatively recent times that indicate that there are really big benefits, uh, psychological benefits.
2: Oh, Um, interesting.
0: Yeah. So in one, one use case or one target segment or target patient group is people in hospice. So what do they got to lose? <laughs> it's like, but there's a, there's a, he really gets into it. I'm not sure how far off topic this is, but it's super interesting where your ego is like, he describes your ego. Like when he, he, when he did it, he tripped a couple times and he was like, basically what it felt like is that it destroys your ego, which feels like you, but actually your ego is just this kind of like a cop that's walking around the perimeter of your, uh, of your sensorium looking for danger. And, and it's the thing that, that labels stuff. It's the thing that compartmentalizes things. And, and he goes, and it was just a blitter. Like at a certain point, I got to a particular point and I could feel my ego obliterate. It just disappeared. And the boundaries between him and everything, he felt them disappear. And, But he was still there. So it's like, it's like your, your ego wants you kind of like wants you to think that you and it are the same thing. But, but he's like, but wait, but my ego disappeared, but I'm still here. So that's interesting. And that's wild. Yeah. And it had, and I'm not saying I might have had a similar experience one time, (laughs) more than one time. I probably said that before, (laughs) but I know exactly what he's talking. Let's just say I know exactly what he's talking about. I do not. <laughs> yeah. For for the record, any children who might be listening, Kelly does not know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, and it has absolutely 100% has a permanent and lasting positive effect. Like it, it is great. It, huh? Yeah. It's, it's scary when you think of it. Cause you're like, Oh, I don't want to have a permanent and lasting change. Like I want to ingest something that's going to permanently change me. But it, it, it permanently changed the way I saw reality, if, in, in 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 my humble opinion, for the better, because it takes away that it it shows you a connectedness in a way that you can't forget, and in a way that feels so real that you're like, oh, that's not. It explains all the dumb hallucination stuff that you see, you know, like the pink elephants and like stupid right, like right. Grateful right. Dead imagery and stuff. I don't mean, I mean, yeah, like Grateful that's Dead's that's awesome. That but...
1: Simpsons episode.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh, 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 okay. That's what that's all trying to express in a bad, they're doing a bad job trying to express right. something inexpressible through the medium. But when it happens to you, you're like, oh, that's why you see like lights and stuff like duh, you know, cause you're, it just completely changes the way you see everything in a, in a way that is very difficult to describe anyway. So, so point being is that it's, it's something that you can choose to. I mean, in this case it's in jest, but you can choose to inflict on yourself or experiment with that mm-hmm. has a lasting effect on your, um, your attitudes, perceptions
1: and, of reality. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In a, but in a, in a big picture kind of way, like it gives you a big right. picture and then in right. it,
1: it gives you a different level of awareness.
0: Yes. Here's another example. This, this will illustrate what I'm trying to say. Uh, People who use mushrooms to quit smoking have something like an eighty percent success rate, because they and 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 he interviews them and they say the and they can't describe there are, there aren't is not a good way to describe verbally why it works and they say these dumb things like like well it poisons your breath and you're like no kidding you but that's just this sort of factual
2: mm-hmm.
0: factual. Piece of information, but they're like, no, but that's not how I mean it. It's like poisoning your breath, man. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> why would I do that? And I, it, it's so the thing to me that's wild is that it, it, there's early promise that in a controlled situation that it can be used very powerfully as a, a therapeu as a therapy, and the reason it works is because it changes the way you see things. Not literally, but in a sort of figurative sense. Yeah. And so to tie this what back, if you
1: could, what if you could simulate that in a VR? Yes, exactly.
0: Part. And and when you think about it, people have been talking about this since the very beginning of VR actually starting to work. Um, I don't know if you remember, but one of the very first people who had an, a Rift, an Oculus Rift, I think it, I think that's what it was. He had some kind of. He was a documentary documentary uh, director. And his goal with VR was to create empathy for people, first world empathy in the first world for people in the third, in horrible third world situations.
1: Yeah, I remember that. that. And he did a documentary where he was basically just walking around in these sort of third world settings and Mm -hmm. interacting with with children and, and things like that. And then people would put on. the the headset and relive this experience and they would feel a a, you know a connection that they just didn't have before Mm -hmm. because it because it put them in that environment
0: right and it it so one wonders you know years later because it's been years now i haven't really i haven't really kept up with that particular story but one wonders if it creates a lasting effect on the viewer you know do they feel like they were there like in their memory Mm -hmm. is it as if they were there
1: yeah oh that's an interesting interesting um distinction there like do you have a memory of being there or do you have a memory of having a vr experience where you watch this video
0: right like is it meaningfully distinguishable 10 years later yeah or do you just feel you just like can't help it because it appealed to some lizard brain area that can't can't like we're impenetrable Mm -hmm. to rational thought where you just feel bad. Like I feel empathy or sympathy or whatever, you know, I feel for people in this situation in a way that, you know, certainly reading an article, maybe even watching a traditional movie would never have had such a lasting impact. It seems, it seems credible that all, like all of these things about sort of changing your mind, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you can, if you can synthesize, an experience that your irrational the irrational parts of your brain cannot distinguish from a real experience then why wouldn't it work
1: yeah i mean we're we're all just the sum of our experiences
0: yeah so you want to yeah. so you wanna, <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to leave it on sort of a, a funny note funny-ish note So like last night, for some reason, I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch that Total Recall with Colin Farrell or whatever his name is. Is that his name? Colin, the remake of Total Recall. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I think it came out in 2012 or something. So I'm Mm going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But core premise of the movie is that erase your brain, replace the memories with something else. And... And it just leaves you guessing all the time if the movie like you're which watching. Set of, mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: which set of memories is the real one.
0: Yeah. And is this actually happening? The, uh, near the beginning of right. the movie, he goes into like a place that puts a needle in your arm and can give you a VR experience, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, and he picks, you know, I, I want to, you know, they give him a bunch of options, you know, like famous sports star, blah, 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 blah. And the secret agent. He goes, secret agent. I want to do secret agent. Mm-hmm. And. They go to put the needle in his arm and and the doctor is like, no, 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 don't do it. You know, they have just put it in. He's like, Don't do it, pull it out right. before the before it takes. And then, you know, it he lied to us. He actually, you know, this is a real memory. And like people are starting, you know, people right. start coming in with guns and stuff. And you're like, wait a second, did he actually get interrupted or did he just Or are we go-
1: seeing his experience? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
1: you never find out. No the entire movie. The
0: entire movie. Even at the end, they leave it up in the air. And you're like, wait a second. And there's all these clues. Like at the beginning, the doctor said, he's like, you're going to love this. You're not going to want to come out. And at the end, Mm -hmm. he doesn't come out. But you're Mm -hmm. not sure if he's in. Right. (laughs) And even inside of the storyline, part of the story is that his memories were erased. And that he's actually someone else in the first place. And so, check this out. And this is like the stop button problem we've talked about with AIs. Mm-hmm. And it's also, yeah. And it's like another movie too, but unrelated. So, the the sort of climax of the movie, uh, you know, you're like, he's like revealed to be a double, double agent or a triple agent. Like, you don't know whose side he's on. He doesn't even yeah. know. And there's a, you know, sort of the previous him before his brain got wiped sent him a message. and. And so the, the bad guy is revealing to him that, oh yeah, we purposely wiped your, it was your idea to wipe your brain and turn you into this innocent so that you could trick our, our, uh, competitors or whatever the people mm-hmm. were fighting into believing you. Cause otherwise they never would have believed you. And the plan always was now that we've succeeded in this plan that we're going to s- replace your old memories and he doesn't want to because right. that guy was a jerk. Right. So like whatever timeline you're in you know, the, the, the implication being that whatever timeline you're in, you don't want, you don't care. Cause to yeah. you, that's you.
1: That's, that's you. That's kind of like we talked about, like the, the, um, multiple sleevings in altered carbon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. If you double sleeve, like both of you don't want to die. Even if you're yeah. the new one, you equally or equally do not want to
2: die. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man. So yeah, because now, now you like dark side, what happens if, if you can create these? Well, in, in fact, this is, comes up in Altered Carbon. It's like, since it's basically, it's pretty hard to actually kill someone. The only thing mm-hmm. you can really do is torture them. So, you know, you can imagine VR be, you know, the opposite of decreasing your pain during a, a shoulder surgery you know, increasing your pain when really someone's not doing that much to you, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. not breaking the Conve- Geneva convention. You know, we're just <laughs> whatever. Yeah, like it's
1: just like, it's just a haptic vest and a video of, of you, like a VR experience of you being mauled by a werewolf. It's fine. Yeah,
0: it's fine. We're not doing anything right over and over. So you have, a, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I defaulted to werewolf there. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I was thinking of that black mirror episode where the guy is in the house.
0: Yeah. Right. That's another example yeah. of it where you just like, don't know when you're awake. Oh, and that was, that was kind of my thing. That's why I asked about the timeline too, because if the mm. timeline, if the VR timeline is either compressed or extended or can be manipulated purposely in one way or the other, that's super interesting because you could, um, you could accelerate this kind of, you know, let's just say that you, it's clinically proven that you can increase your, uh, focus and your body's sort of ability to heal itself. And like, almost like the equivalent of three hours of sleep in 10 minutes of, a deep meditation VR. in yeah. VR, you know, like five hour energy drink, but you know, VR, right. so non-invasive purely in your head, uh, some sort of experience that you could go through that was extremely rejuvenatory, if that's a word.
1: It is now, if it's not
0: TM, TM, TM. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I really spent very little time up until today thinking about VR as anything other than like entertainment and Mm -hmm. perhaps some social or business teleconferencing type of type of things which is cl- a classic yes. case of put taking a new completely new type of media and making it making like she-horning s- it into what you know yeah making it making sense of it by you know like early tv shows are mm-hmm. basically like a camera in a radio studio
1: yeah like i had i had thought about vr uses in healthcare but not not in regards to pain mhm i had i had thought I had actually wondered about, and then I started wondering about the morality of, and also the effectiveness of um, like VR experiences for, like, say, Alzheimer's patients. Oh.
2: hmm
1: Because I mean, you know, they're 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 living in living in the basically Alzheimer's patients like they quite often like just sort of live in the memories of their past experiences, and and I have and And then there's problems of of, of of oh, they they get up and 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 wander off because they think they're somewhere else doing something else and and, and things like that. And there's you know there's some, there's some real safety risks. And there's probably uh, you know just a lot of stress and things. and And I was like, you know, what if you create these VR experiences for them? And then I thought, I don't know it, 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 in my head, it it was it seemed like an interesting possibility, but also raised all kinds of just sort of, sort of moral questions as well. It's a weird rabbit hole to go down.
0: Yeah, it really is. Because who knows what's going through their head, really, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, it certainly seems like another potential segment that would be worth trying to help. It seems like it Mm -hmm. could be, it seems like there could be an applicable use of the technology there, perhaps. But man, talk about disorienting. Take that thing off. Just Mm -hmm. like, wait a second, I didn't know where I was in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now back to like... Yeah. Oh, it's to, like Nautilus shells, its turtles all the way down.
1: Yeah. And, and not being able to distinguish the difference between a conversation you had with someone in VR and then with them in person when they come to visit you and, and, and that sort of thing. And it gets really, right. It's, it's wild to think about.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, are we really here? It's like, good mm-hmm. question. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note,
1: <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I took your funny ending and added some, some, some sobriety and, <laughs> Moral conflict to it.
0: Yikes. Yeah. We, we ran in the spectrum. We got some torture in there.
1: hmm the We did. We did. We did. I got my lawnmower back. It's fixed. No. Yeah. Had to pay for it, but it's back and it's fixed.
0: Man. Talk about back and forth on mm-hmm. the, on the warranty thing. Mm-hmm. And you, you've used it more than once and it didn't break yep. again. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's good.
1: Unless I'm in a unless I'm in a VR world.
0: In which case you're not stressed about your lawn. So the difference yeah. does it make? exactly (laughs) all right well that's it for how do we do this
1: uh that's our show for this week
0: thank you that's our show for this week I'm Jonathan Stark
1: and I'm Kelly Schaber
0: and we hope you join us again next week for Terrifying Robot Dog bye bye